again. Hmm. There it is. Oop, there it is. There it is. I like to have the little light on, but today it's going to be dark. But that doesn't matter yeah. to you guys because you can't see me. Uh-huh. Your voice is suddenly quieter because you're in the dark. <laughs> I was like, wait, really? No. <laughs> no. 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 Not really. Sorry, you guys. I'm all out of whack. I just got back from two back-to-back vacations, which I know I can't complain about. <laughs> but also, like, I am so tired. <laughs> You need a vacation from your vacation. Clearly. And I took a big old nap today, which I don't take naps. And so now, like, I'm in this weird state. Should be interesting. Groggy state. Yeah. Well, um, in more exciting news, it is 83 days until you are back in the United States of America. Yes. Yes. 83 days. Two months, three-ish, two and a half months, something like that. Two and a half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you got it down to the hour. Yes, let me uh, me be more clear. go down to the hour. Let me be more clear for the listeners. 83 days, six hours, and two minutes. Yeah, see? So, important. (laughs) Important information for our listeners. Important information updates i will be back on u.s soil in 83 days yes can't wait for all the hugs not that we're counting or anything except we're literally counting (laughs) (laughs) not that i have an app on my phone to count down the days or anything (laughs) with a personalized picture exactly (laughs) exactly would you expect anything less from me honestly no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're back for another episode, episode five of season two. Yep. I am still Jess. I'm still Carolina. And this is our effing podcast. Yes, it is. Welcome. Welcome. The crowd goes wild. I still believe that everybody cheers in their cars. If you're not cheering, you're not doing it right. Mm. Yes, definitely. Everyone just let out a collective cheer in that moment. Yep. (laughs) Just know that you're not alone in cheering. Everybody else is cheering, too. Yes, we're all in this together, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today, Jess? Well, today we're talking about still in the faith zone for season two. Mm-hmm. But today's effing topic is intimacy. Ooh la la. Ooh, intimacy. <laughs> Everyone's favorite topic. Definitely doesn't make anyone uncomfortable. Not at all. Not at all. We're not going to make you uncomfortable. You don't have, don't turn us off. (laughs) I know you thought about it. Don't do it. 
<laughs> this is you're gonna be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine. Nobody's gonna we've, die. We've touched on this topic before. I think when we talked yeah. about uh friendship, or was mm-hmm. it I don't remember yeah, probably, which one it was. Probably friendship. Yeah. Yeah. And we we talked about, you know, the intimacy. I mean, we'll get into it. But spoiler alert, <laughs> intimacy isn't just about, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know what. <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, we love making yeah, so, people uncomfortable. Even ourselves. <laughs> even ourselves. <laughs> we just like awkwardly move in our chairs. No one can see we, we're, we're squirming big time. <laughs> uh well i thought we'd start out with the webster's definition of intimacy of course which is close familiarity or friendship or just closeness Mm -hmm. so that is how the dictionary defines intimacy i like it um i thought we'd talk start out by talking about like i'm not sure how to word this but the most common views of intimacy or maybe like how it's most recognizably talked about and used yeah in our world uh yeah yeah ready set go (laughs) (laughs) well it's kind of like what i said in my spoiler alert i think that most people think of intimacy when I saw your definition, I was like, is that really the definition? And I went to go look, not that I don't trust you, but I went to go look at it and it was, that's the first definition listed. And then there's one at the bottom that says euphemism and it's like erotic acts. Is what it <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Not pulling any punches, Webster. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so interesting that, you know, it's the last definition listed, um, but that's the one that we think of the most when we think of intimacy and like being intimate and that kind of thing is like only for married people or you know, <laughs> right. if you're not married, we're not judging, but... <laughs> Well, people in romantic connection. Yes, there you go. That's a better way of saying yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that in my experience, intimacy is most often used in terms of romance, romantic mm-hmm. connection, romantic, you know, partnership, um, sex marriage like and so what this this is not just I'm not talking about like quote unquote in the world in the quote (laughs) secular world no I'm talking about in in the church across the board um, yeah I would say especially in the church especially Mm -hmm. in the church intimacy is communicated as I hesitate to say sexual because it's not necessarily sexual as much as it's romantic. Yeah, romantic closeness. It's about, you know, what is reserved between a romantic partnership should be intimacy, right? Yeah. And 
it's frustrating. (laughs) (laughs) It's frustrating because I don't believe that's what intimacy is. I don't believe those are synonymous terms. Um, And when we talk about intimacy only within the bounds of romance or sex, what ends up happening is we communicate to people that there's no such thing as closeness outside Outside. of sexual or romantic entanglement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. And, you know, I think like, feel free to uh, stop, stop me or cut me off at any point. If you feel (laughs) like this is, you don't, we don't want to share this, but you know, I think for me personally, I found frustration with it because what ends up happening when people only see intimacy or closeness in that way is that then any kind of relationship that people have that is close, that isn't geared towards romantic connection, those relationships are immediately put into question. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, right. uh, Me and you are close. We have an intimate friendship, right. I don't know how many times I have been asked, questioned, or accused of us being big old lesbos because (laughs) we're close, you know, like, uh, yeah. And it comes from, I think the root of that is a false idea of what intimacy is, Mm -hmm. that it's only reserved for romantic partnership. So people see our closeness and they automatically translate that, oh, they must be having sex. Like, really? <laughs> no. I, w- I will say, I will kind of, I'll let you off the hook because I think the problem might be me because this situation has happened to me with more than one friend. <laughs> what? It, oh, okay. I see what it is. You, you cursed me. You, you brought, you brought this into my life. Apparently. Cause like <laughs> we've been accused of being together and then Tori and yeah. I have been accused of being together. Sorry to throw Tori mm. under the bus, but like, <laughs> and I think, I don't know. I just, I love my friends and I love my friendships and I, I think I just naturally am geared towards really deep closeness. And so I think it just, mm-hmm. the people with whom that works on because sometimes it doesn't always work with some friends they don't want to go there and that's fine right but like the people who reciprocate that closeness I think then we just kind of it just becomes this really close really intimate friendship and it's like you said you know we're automatically put into question like are they together they just seem very close and very familiar with each other um they're probably lesbians yeah must be like didn't one girl ask for your number after she asked you if you were dating me yep (laughs) yes this happened uh she was a barista you could have gotten free coffee i know it was it it was tempting it almost took me to the other side just for that (laughs) just for the free coffee coffee. uh No, I, you know, I think that let like, we should unpack that because like, why do people automatically jump to that mm-hmm. conclusion? And 
what struggles does that create for people? Because you even said like, some people don't want to go to that level. Well, is it like, why, why don't they want to go to that level? Mm. Beats me. Are they scared of the closeness? <laughs> Are they scared of like, you know, what closeness means? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm not explaining that well. I feel like I have been much I more think, eloquent in how I've talked about it before. <clears throat> I think, I think I know why you're struggling with it. Um, because it's a, it's a, it's a thing that you struggle with, despite the fact that you are very, very close with me. But I was going to save this for one of our other questions. So let I'm just going to skip right to it is how to create intimacy because that's where the I think that's where the problem lies with why people don't want to be close, you know, why some people you start going deeper deeper into friendship and they're like mm, I'm out. Um and I think you create intimacy with vulnerability. Mm. And the deeper and deeper you go into friendship, the more vulnerable you have to become because you're peeling back layers of who you are. You're, you know, doing life together. You're struggling together. You're, you know, it's vulnerability. And it's like, people don't want to be vulnerable. (laughs) Vulnerability is hard. So that's what I think Vulnerability is is very hard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would say that intimacy requires vulnerability. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a piece of it, but there's also, I think, a piece of it of just being scared to, like, maybe not scared, maybe scared is the wrong word, Um, but not thinking it's available to you. Mm. Like, there was a time that I would have would have said that there's no such you can't have intimacy with with friendship Mm. you know there was a time I would have believed that um because that was the narrative that I was told and so I think that there are people who don't even believe that intimacy is available outside of like marriage yeah um or partnership um like I think about how many men I know that don't have like actual close friendships with other men yeah I think it's a I think it's a much bigger problem with men than it is with women I think it's much easier not saying that everybody has this but I think it's much easier for women to create intimate friendships because we're I don't know, we're more, we're just naturally inclined for closeness, I think. And I think men are are like, oh, closeness is weakness. Emotion is weakness. I must not show it. And vulnerability again. And like, that's true. And, you know, I think they're even more afraid of being seen as gay than. Than we are to be seen as lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, like there was a time in my life that I struggled for a really long time with how I identified 
in that regard because of the blurred lines for me between sexuality and intimacy. Like Mm -hmm. I for a long time believed that if I experienced emotional closeness with someone, that must mean that I want to be in a relationship with them. Oh yeah. And so it like confused me for a, a long stretch of time. I thought I was like, you know, broken in some way or Mm -hmm. that I was just, you know, gay or something like some, not maybe just not straight, like, (laughs) (laughs) um, because I did desire deep, close friendship. Like I, I do to this day, like my friends in my life that I consider my friends, we have deep friendship. Like there's no shallow friendship. There's no, you know, yeah. <laughs> and I experienced deep emotional love for them. And that is so separate from, from sexuality or sex or romance. But for so long, I conflated the two together. Um, yeah. And it may have been, you know, a combination of the narrative, the narrative of the church, yeah, uh, the narrative of the secular world, but, and also, uh, like my avoidance of vulnerability, like, <laughs> you know, it's easier to make it a like, oh, that's a sexual thing. Like yeah. to me, that's less vulnerable than actually being tender and opening up my deepest, darkest wounds, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. It's just about sex. That's like easier that's to say. Yeah. That's easier <laughs> to manage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think we're kind of going into our next question, which is like, how do we view intimacy? And I don't know that I ever thought about it that much. There was definitely like growing up, there was definitely the idea and the that connotation of intimacy as being, you know, for romantic partners. Um, but I just, it was one of those things where, like, whatever, I'm going to, mm-hmm. I didn't equate intimacy as deep, like, I didn't add it on to deep friendship, right? To me, those were separate, I think. So it, it's just never something that crossed my mind until recently. And, you know, realizing that, you know, the the deep and vulnerable relationships that I have with people in my life those are intimate relationships those are intimate friendships and like that was when I connected the two and realized you know intimacy is not just for romantic partners (laughs) and so like I think in a sense I've always viewed it this way just not with so many words but um it's also really interesting to me thinking about like, and I think we'll get into this more later as well, but like thinking about intimacy with the Lord, which mm-hmm. is a line that sometimes the church will throw out and sometimes they won't. And they'll just say relationship with the Lord. And like, there's this back and forth on whether or not they want to say that, which I think is really interesting to me, but it, it's for sure something that I want in my walk with Christ is intimacy and, you know, knowing the Lord 
so well as well as I know my friends and being known by him as well. That's how I view it. Those are my thoughts. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your thoughts. Yeah, anytime. <laughs> yeah, I think to touch on that, what you just said, the um, the intimacy thing, intimacy with the Lord, um, which we can talk more about later, but I've actually recently had some a man tell me that he has a hard time with that phrase or even yeah. like singing the worship songs that are a, that are very much like loves like love, love songs, songs to the lord <laughs> yeah he has a hard time with that and i was and i just kind of pressed into that and you know it's like well, why 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 do you struggle with that mm-hmm. and i in like in digging through that you know the reality we came back to is oh because intimacy is how how he experiences intimacy as well intimacy is between me and my wife yeah <laughs> so it's like there's this kind of like hard like thing to navigate there's a wall there, there. yeah there there's I think we when we view it in that box we limit ourselves from what we allow ourselves to receive mm-hmm. from God from other people yeah um and we like kind of shut things down, you know, like we only let you in so far because yeah. you can't come any closer because that place is reserved for only one person, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't know. That doesn't answer the question. How do you view intimacy? Um, I view intimacy as. Hmm. That's a good question. I wrote it. I should have an answer. <laughs> I'm trying to avoid just saying closeness. Um, <laughs> I'm also trying to avoid saying like emotionally naked. Because <laughs> we've been talking about it, so we've, I've said I think, the word sex a lot. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll attempt to answer it for you. Can I do that? Sure. I think you view intimacy as allowing people into your squishy, tender spots. Mm. Yeah. Those places that are hard to open up to other people, you know, hard to talk about. You know, if you poke it, it's going to (laughs) hurt. And you let people in to see, you know, and and participate in your in your life in that way. That's how I think that's how you view intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely true. Nailed it. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and see, like, there are people in my life who, like, it would be silly to say only only people who, like, I'm, you know, intending to marry would see that. Like, that's yeah, silly. And lonely. Um, yeah, like super lonely. Yeah. Then you never get to be fully seen and known by anyone else. And it puts so much pressure. Like think about how much pressure that puts on your partner to yeah. have to be everything for you. Yeah. In that regard. Like, gosh, man, that's that's tough. I think one of my biggest fears 
um, in meeting somebody and developing relationship with a potential husband figure is the fact that I'll have to like go through all of my previous tender spots and places that other people already know all about, but he's like starting from scratch. <laughs> For real. I'm like, can I just download all of myself into your brain so you know everything about me like everybody else already does? <laughs> can we just do a quick software update? Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's a little bit of a side note, but like, that's something I think about sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Like especially, <laughs> <laughs> like especially in thinking about how much, like you've grown in, in the closeness you experience with your community, like yeah. within the last two years. Yeah. Last exactly. year, like. To think about someone starting from like stage one. (laughs) (laughs) It's behind the game, man. Yeah. (laughs) I I have a feeling we'll be learning about each other for well into, I mean, forever, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's the fun of it, right? Yeah. Probably. (laughs) Probably. Maybe. Who knows? Um, do we want to talk more about how we create intimacy? Um, yeah, like how, how do you, like, let's say that, you know, this dude, can, well, let's, let's not do that. Let's do a, yeah, like a new, that's new exactly friend. Exactly the opposite. We're doing the exact opposite. We're, we're of- falling into it. <laughs> we're falling into the trap. Um, a new friend comes into our friend circle like, what would it look like to begin creating intimacy with that person? Hmm. I think for me, creating intimacy with, with my friends looks like bringing them into my life, you know, whether we're doing something fun and special and exciting or going grocery shopping, like... <laughs> you know, letting them see all the little parts of me, all the, and not just, you know, what everybody sees on the outside, um, having long, deep conversations into midnight. Um, Mm. remember that time when we went to Harry Potter world and instead of sleeping, we were awake till like two o'clock in the morning, just chatting. (laughs) Yes. In the dark. In the dark. We couldn't even see each other. <laughs> like uh, that. <laughs> you know, those yeah. little, those little, you know, soft human moments of, you know, mm. laughing together, crying together, um, revealing the things that hurt, revealing the things that excite us. Um, and just learning, learning about each other, you know, and, and Mm. being vulnerable and, and listening and creating safe space. Mm. Yeah. I think to create intimacy, it starts with being a person who is open. Mm Mm-hmm. 
like it takes two, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, to have it. Um, it, it does require like allowing yourself to be open, allowing yourself to be, you know, a receiver mm-hmm. as much as a giver. Um, I think we talk a lot about, um, being a giver in a friendship and a relationship, like being selfless and all that. Yeah. But I don't think we talk a lot about what it means to be a good receiver, you know, mm-hmm. to allow people to care for you in the same way that you would care for them. Yeah. And maybe that's just coming from my perspective of someone who has a hard time allowing other people to be the strong ones for me. And why to me, intimacy looks like allowing someone to step into that. Um but I think part of creating intimacy is a opening, um, an opening up, a a choice to be present. Yeah. 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 Like I just keep coming back to the word soft, you know, to just mm. to be present, to yeah. be soft, um, you know, to allow other people to you know, touch those areas of your life that are hard to share with, with just anybody, um, you know, and, and honoring the fact that you get to touch areas of other people's lives that are hard for them to share. And, Mm -hmm. you know, honoring that space and honoring that softness and valuing it for its true and very great value to have people Mm -hmm. like that yeah absolutely I can't imagine life without that in my life like it would be so I mean I have experienced life without that and it is very lonely and it feels very mm, like purposeless Mm-hmm. you know like I don't know how to explain that like you're just existing <laughs> kind of like drifting in the middle of the ocean on a life raft yeah <laughs> <laughs> waiting for someone to rescue you yeah, yeah like just uh you know um adrift so yes um how do we struggle with intimacy you first I mean everybody knows mine (laughs) everyone everyone knows mine uh yeah I I struggle most with being vulnerable Mm -hmm. uh mostly I just struggle with allowing people to see me when I'm weak Mm -hmm. um I would rather not I would rather like kind of isolate and hole away. And so when I do that, when I'm feeling weak and I isolate, what I do is it it cuts off intimacy because it puts me away and alone. And, you know, other people don't get the gift of caring for me. Um, mm-hmm. Closeness is turned into distance um 
So yeah, that's my biggest struggle with intimacy is, I mean, allowing myself to receive it, I guess, is the <laughs> yeah. most accurate way to say that. For me, I would say, like, I'm the type of person that as soon as I know that I can trust you, I will just unleash every ounce of who I am into our relationship. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you know, dependent on growth and whatever and all that stuff. But the fact is that I, I can be pretty open. I can be an open book. I will share my darkest fears with you and my biggest struggles and just let you right into my life. Um, And so in that, because of that, I think my biggest struggle with intimacy is knowing where to draw the line between a healthy, intimate friendship and solely depending on those people to be my everything (laughs) Mm. and to like, yeah. And, you know, then that becomes heavy, you know, um, yep. for them. And it becomes hard for me because they're still human beings and they'll still fail me. Um, and so I think that I would say that that is my biggest struggle with intimacy is um, knowing where to draw that line between, you know, doing life together and having that healthy and good and soft relationship and putting too much pressure and too much, I don't want to say importance or value because they're obviously very important and valuable. Identity. Um, yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> identity. <laughs> Put it, placing all of my identity in into that. And mm-hmm. so I think that's something that I have learned for sure, learned this year. Um, and will likely continue to learn for the rest of time. But, um, yeah. And so I, I think that leads to the last question, which is how does intimacy integrate into faith? Because for me, I've had to, you know, take that identity that I had put in, in my community that I had, I don't know how to say that my identity that I had just entangled with my people, mm-hmm. yeah. take it out of that and place it back in the Lord. Um, and, you know, say, you know, my relationship is here. My, I am intimate here as well in this space with God. And, um, you know, he is my refuge and my home and um, the one that's never going to fail me. And, and I know that he's speaking to me and wants, you know, conversation with me and wants to be in those soft spaces and wants, you know, me to fully depend on him and receive from him. And and so um, it's like I said before, I think the church doesn't really like to use the phrase intimacy with God, even though it has been used before. But I think it I think it becomes undermined a little bit because of the connotation that intimacy has and so the messages about relationship with God kind of become less vibrant Mm. because they don't want to use the real words Mm. (laughs) those real words will get you yeah 
and you know and really what does it mean to have relationship with god because mm-hmm. i can have a relationship with the grocery store guy he always knows my mm-hmm. order or whatever you know <laughs> right but is that the kind of relationship i want with god relationship is all encompassing you know yeah intimacy is not intimacy is closeness and and familiarity yeah i think it's interesting that everyone knows like when you say the word intimate or intimacy immediately people go to like that's special like it's a special sacred kind of relationship yeah and i think that most of the time it's conflated with sex sex and romance and so that's what it becomes rather than what it like everyone knows like when you say the word intimacy and you say the word intimate they know that's like a different level that's a Mm -hmm. different level than just a friendship or Mm -hmm. you know a relationship or even like a close friendship like there's a different when you say we have intimacy you know um so yeah how does intimacy integrate into faith? Um, you know, it's interesting as you were you were talking about your journey lately of having to take your identity out of your relationships and place it back in the intimacy you have with the Lord. Um, because I feel that, like, for me, it's almost the opposite way. Like, mm. I have this intimacy with the Lord that I am never afraid of. Like it's the one place that I have always felt like was a safe place to be close. And it didn't matter what it looked like. It was, you know, like, messy and you know mm-hmm. sometimes it you know feels like oh, Jesus and me are cuddling and it's great <laughs> and sweet and yeah. then other times it's just really messy and tears and snot um yeah it's like the one the one place that has felt safe to to be that and I don't have second thoughts and like <gasps> oh my gosh I just said that you know <laughs> I just shared way and too so, much <laughs> yeah, right Uh, So for me, like how intimacy integrates in faith is in the way that I take what I have with the Lord and allow that because I know that and that's safe living out of that Mm. in my relationships with other people. Yeah. And allowing myself to engage in connection and intimate relationship and closeness with other people and create faith community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Whereas that's been, you know, a bigger struggle for me. So, um, you know, I think that not recognizing the reality of an intimate closeness with the Lord, it really limits your ability to live in intimacy with others and it limits your ability to receive fully the gifts that God has to give you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think that also it kind of goes back to some stuff that we say all the time on the podcast, which is like because of our security and knowing who we are in the Lord and knowing that we are taken care of and we can rest in him, we're able to um, better, you know, take care of our communities. And I think it applies here too, like knowing that we are intimate with the Lord and that we belong to him allows us to go into spaces that can sometimes be scary and allows us to go into transitional phases with our with our communities, which is like we're becoming close and we're becoming they're viewing more of me and they are they're getting really close to all my squishy spots and like <laughs> being secure and knowing that whether or not they fail at seeing you, the Lord still sees you and you're still seen, mm. right? And so mm-hmm. I think that, you know. I think that that's something that I will be learning when I get back. (laughs) Like I can know it in theory, but I think experiencing Mm -hmm. it is going to be something different because I I do feel like I'm somebody different. Um, Sure. Obviously I'm still the same Caro and I still love everybody um, Mm -hmm. and they all still love me, but it's like, you know, coming in and learning having everybody learn me now and learning everybody else because everyone else has also changed a lot and grown a lot um, will be a transition period for us. And, you know, being secure in the fact that no matter what, I belong to Jesus. And because I belong to Jesus, I belong to these people. Mm-hmm. They can't get rid of me and everything's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I... I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be really beautiful. Yeah. I think that's the the thing about being in intimate closeness with one another is it's, it's going to be messy because you guys, you're being squishy. Mm -hmm. Like if you squeeze a stress ball, like (laughs) it's, it's going to look wonky, but also there's a resiliency in that, that, like think about how resilient our friendship is because we're close. Like we have gone through like hella back. Yes. (laughs) And there have been out, been out of shape moments, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it's built in us resiliency. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just think that there's, there is um, so much value to, the closeness and intimacy and it's a continually growing and changing beautiful mess yes <laughs> beautiful messes with sure. jess and Kara. yes <laughs> it would have been better if you said beautiful messes with Kara and jess's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or beautiful what you said beautiful mess with Kara and Jess that'll be our spin-off podcast (laughs) that's right (laughs) oh man it's good I love it it's good stuff it's good stuff well well I um I heard that you had a uh an f word of the day for us I do have an f word of the day for us Mm, this effort 
The F word is furfur. <laughs> furfur. I have to say furfur. it really fast. Furfur. Furfur. <laughs> it means dandruff or scruff. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Furfur. It's, it's a, a fun name for dandruff or scruff. Is this when like so- in terms of animals or do people no. have scruff? I guess men yeah. have like scruffy beards. Yeah. In short, furfur is dandruff. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, that'll be in my vocabulary. <laughs> uh, the F word that no one asked for, but everyone got. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys have thoughts about intimacy, reach out to us via email at rfingpodcast at gmail.com or just send us anything through Instagram at rfingpodcast. Yes. Or you could reach out to us via our personal Instagrams. Uh, Mine's at Renegade Pastor and Carolina is at Carolina P underscore Da Silva. Also, don't forget to subscribe. And that way you can get notified whenever we launch a new podcast episode. (laughs) Or a new podcast. Yeah, either either one. (laughs) Beautiful mess with Caro and Jess. I already said it. Yeah. Boom. Um, (laughs) I'm Caro. I'm Jess. And this is our effing podcast. Don't forget to love each other. Thank you. Thank you.